Welcome to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and discuss the week in LGBTQ plus history, history, we are history, okay, I won't do that, we are Thomas, Kendall, and (laughs) (laughs) we're so used to Tony being here, Tony's not here today, so that's where, um, that's where it is. We were going to try to get around like uh, his mic's off, but I, I don't know. How to, I'm not a good enough actor to play it off. And no offense, you're not either. Like, it, you're not a good... Because I'm so honest. You're it's not hard a good, for me to pretend. You're not a good improver. Oh, thank you. You're, you're, you're a funny, quippy guy, but like to do like improv acting, I don't, I don't think that's you. What are and you? visually stunning. I'm a more, <laughs> more of a visual person. Right. But would, that, would, uh, would that be incorrect to say? Improv? Yeah. You know, I'm a one-man person. Right. I don't really, you know. Yeah. No, I need it. any help. Yeah, you've got quick wit, which Thank is you. which is not the same as improv, like the yes and. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, speaking of that, uh, since our our we won't uh, since Tony's not here, we won't go into our uh, our normal. Who's gonna wolf? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure it out. We'll just poke Kennedy, and he'll wolf every now and again. Uh, we're discussing the week of December sixth through December the twelfth. Um, and yeah, uh, we got topics to talk about. We're going to talk about Raven Simone. And first though, I'll talk about, uh, Apple winning a case in, um, the Austin, Texas area back in 1993. All right. Well, anything else going on? Life is just beautiful for me. It's getting chilly out there. It is chilly. And you just gave me the weather forecast for your outdoor wedding. Oh, (laughs) it's going to be. I'm having doubts. It's going to be cold. You're not going to show up. Um, no, I'll be there. I'll be parked in the car, <laughs> watching. Yeah, that's probably what we're gonna have to do. A COVID wedding is everyone's in the car. So seriously, so if anyone's we'll honk. <laughs> just like honk during the I do's, uh, that would be on brand. <laughs> Blame it on more. Just Skype it in. Yeah, we're doing uh, uh, a small, 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 tiny gathering with uh, everyone's got a job. Thank you. <laughs> at the at the ceremony. Oh, the gathering was yeah. small, not the, the guests. Oh yeah, the guests are small too. Uh, yeah, we're at uh, at Spence's parents' lake house. Um, we'll do it on the dock during the sunset, which is good. The weather's supposed to be You'll nice. Be docking. We'll be docking in front of everybody oh. live on Zoom. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it uh, it'll be fun. I'm a bit. Uh, I mean, so when this episode comes out, I will be a newlywed. But uh, leading up to this recording, which is no longer a week virgin, before, I will have been deflowered. Because we know you were a virgin. We dated for 10 years. <laughs> we both were. <laughs> this is true. Nothing there happened. But hey, there was know, no docking. <laughs> there was no docking. But hey, we don't, uh, like you said, well, you're a married man. I'm a married man. We mm. have evolved, Kendall. Yeah. Yes, we are. And we're doing this podcast solo. Um, wow, this is awkward. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, um, soon I'll be taking improv classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you will. Someone told me I need those. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that when we were together. That would have been offensive. Uh, you would have been like, I always kind of sensed that you felt that way about me. That you couldn't guess, and <laughs> you used to tell me a lot. And I, I, you'd be like, Tina Fey, she sure is a yes and person. She's really good at improv. Was, that must be nice to live with Tina Fey. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I live and die by that now. I read that. I'm still, uh, I still, uh, start with no, <laughs> but I yeah. try. In my go, in my head, I want to be yes and. I want to be. Uh, a good because she, she says it's a good collaborative uh, to be a good improv person it's you have to start with yes and right and so and she says you can translate that to your relationships in life if you're yes and so unless because it opens you up to 
thinking creatively and 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 at first agreeing. So it's yes. Oh, wow. So it's like oh, Tina with the marriage advice. Yeah, all from Second City Improv. So I love it. But uh, so that's something I guess as a known fact about her, she she got slashed in the face when she was in kindergarten, and she won't tell anybody what it is when they see her scar. Yeah, she says she gets offended. She makes it up. She makes up a story. So when we uh, when we have her on our podcast, we can't ask her about that because she doesn't like. She it has to because she's known as Yes Dan. Yes Ann. <laughs> She will say, here's the thing about the end, like the creative. It's like you can take, you're like, yes, I, I appreciate your question, and I'm going to answer something else instead. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, oh, sound fun my all. time in, uh, on SNL. Uh, so that's a little bit of yes and. So, uh, so yes, we can ask her that. And we can also ask her some when, other when questions. When will she be on? <laughs> We're still working that. We're still working with her people. Our people are working with her people. Tony's going to wish he was on that episode. Tony will come back for that episode. No doubt. Uh, that's a joke, if anyone's wondering, for when we're bringing on Tina Fey. Um, unfortunately. It's yes and. <laughs> You're right. You know what? Anything's possible. Yes, we are. We, we're starting. You know, we And st- it will probably not happen. We start local. We got national. We started with Tammy Wallace from the LGBT chamber uh, and um, Tom Jacobs from HRC, who have their own businesses and are thriving. Then we got up to Anise Parker from the Victory Fund. Next. Tina, Tina Fey. We haven't had my mom on. She wants to come on. She was on the Mother's Day episode. Oh, she was? Yeah, that's right. And my sister. She was topless, and she, if she was on Zoom, and she thought it came <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, the reason I say that is because I just read a story about uh, there's a school board member in Hackensack, New Jersey, who come to find out is very anti-gay. And my question is... Hackensack? Well, why I do you live in Hackensack if you are anti-gay sack? Because you know that it's going to come up. Gays are going to flock to a place with sack in the title. Hello. But she was a school board member um, in the school curriculum. They talked about um, having LGBT history curriculum. And she was like, oh, every day I have to hear about gays, 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 gays. And she went off about how, you know, you don't hear straights shoving it down our throats. I'm like, we wish they would. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but they had a Zoom school board meeting. The community was invited. 150 people were watching, students, teachers, and parents. And she thought she turned her camera off and went to the bathroom. <laughs> and had her a laptop on her lap and just started crapping audibly. <laughs> Very Ew. loud. But not only that, her camera was still on and they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. So she spent the entire, from start to finish... <laughs> and then when she came back in, um, she said, the the school board vice president said, we're trying to have a meeting. You're sitting on the toilet. You need to go. So she left the meeting and resigned the next day. Ew. Ew. You didn't used to like. Zoom is out here ruining lives. I mean, well, that's, that's a crappy and deal for her. Mm-hmm. So I guess she crapped all over that idea. Mm-hmm. That stinks. Okay, improv. And... <laughs> Yes. Oh, see, I'm too stubborn. <laughs> if people, every day when I leave the house, uh, Ben says, make good choices. Because that's his little saying. And I say, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Well, yeah. Because I have a rebellious spirit. Martha used to tell you all the time. She's like, be careful. You're like, no. So, I know. So I, would, I didn't even bother because I saw the way you talked to her. I was like, get in an accident. That was my improving. That was my form of improving that no one was helping me with. Tina, where was Tina? Uh, Not well, that kind of Tina. <laughs> You got any? Uh, no, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, so we. I came across a, an article 
No, it's, it just sounds very planned, but I, I really I was trying to... I, cause I've you don't been plan on reading normally. I don't plan on... I don't read. That's sad. People, if I ever like, get interviewed and get asked a question, what books do you read? I'm like, I don't. I read Twitter headlines, and that's pretty much it. You read Tina Fey's book. I read... I did. Literally the only book you've ever read, and it took you years. It took me two years. I'm still reading... Uh, I know how long it took because you borrowed it from me. Oh, you're worried. I have it upstairs. That's did I give I it back? About, no, that's why I don't know anything about improv. Oh, did I borrow that book from you? You, I think you gave it to me for a um, Christmas gift, and then immediately started reading it for years. No, I don't think I gave you that book. I think you already had it. Okay. Did, or maybe I bought. It. I don't know. But I don't because I don't. I asked. Bossy that, pants. It was a good one. Yeah, because I don't remember. I don't see you buying that book or reading it, and then. Oh, I loved it. I bought it. Did you? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'd like so. it back, please. <laughs> You're a very stickler. You're like a librarian when it comes to uh, books. If you ever borrow a book from Kindle, make sure you return it because the girl has Or a, anything. She's got an old school library card. Better yet, don't ask it. me to borrow anything. It's probably that. Probably. I will come from a place of no. <laughs> this, uh, speaking of uh, coming from a place of no, I was reading a, an article. So every once in a while, I do read, uh, but they're only because they're catchy headlines from uh, from Twitter. Uh, and uh, it was an article like a uh, man gets eaten on Grinder, mm-hmm. and I was oh, like, yeah. "Hello!" I was like, "They're just gonna put all her business out there." But actually, it was a, a cannibal. Like, basically, these two guys were hooking up, and uh, this was in in the UK. Um, and they, they met on Grinder. I guess they one guy one met over at guy two's house, and um, uh, guy two wound up killing guy one, and and basically chopping them to pieces and eating them. The only reason they found out, so this happened back in September, so this story started emerging like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, his flatmates, um, these guys are in their 40s, so you still have a roommate when you're... Never <laughs> All right, judging the deceased. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but he... Uh, so his flatmates, um, that's the signal that it's uh, out of the country, right? Otherwise, we say roommates. But you know what? It's the Well, and also his name is Guy 2. Yeah, Guy 2. <laughs> He's Spanish. Uh uh, it's 2020. You don't have to call them flatmates anymore. You can just say it's your boyfriend. Um, we don't have to call them Spanish. They're called Mexicans. <laughs> it's UK. It's in UK. The, That's in the sound. Anyone who's uh, from Latin America, anywhere, Mexico, Mexican. They're Spanish. Yes. Yes. Idiots. But uh, the uh, this guy uh, wound up eating him, like chopping up pieces. They found a bone in the park, and so that bone somehow the police like. Uh, uh, got connected to guy two saying, Oh, this must be, this is related to guy two. Um, and so, uh, so then they did some more investigating like DNA analysis and then found out it was guy one whose bones were there. So this guy had been eating. And then if you read the story, then the, the article talks about how this is not the first case of cannibalism on grinder. There's, uh, uh, lots of stories of men eating men. Mm-hmm. Killing. Yes. And, well, that's what I was like. I, I mean, are you trying to be cheeky? But no, it was like murder. Well, you know how teen, I mean, T is, <laughs> wait, what is it? Is math when they capitalize T in the profile oh, words? Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm glad I don't Party, have... and the T is capitalized. That's math. Oh, that's math? I thought it was something. Yeah, so I knew the it was... C is capitalized. I just always assume it was cannibalism. <laughs> Eat me with the C? Yeah. <laughs> Eat me. I'm I'm glad I just uh, no more grinder. I don't have to deal with that anymore because I'm a married man. Well, you still have a week. <laughs> do you have any wise? Do you have any wise words? Uh, Watch what you eat. For you know, as a as a veteran married person, any any good uh, wedding tips or marriage tips, marriage advice for me or any of the listeners. Oh, brush your teeth. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, okay, so I came in today. You get to, to tell the story, meeting, huh? And I said, I forgot to wash my teeth today, and I keep forgetting over and over again. And he said, How did that happen? I said, Because I fell asleep last night. He said, How's that connected? I said, Shoot, that means I forgot to brush it last night and today. So, anyway, it's, brush your teeth. Even if you don't get married. <laughs> this is. I was about to say that's a that's a good one. Uh, we come from a place of yes and. That's why we're six feet apart, so we, we don't have to smell each other. That's the closest us. we've ever been. It's true. Even the ten years we were together. Uh, wow, I've actually given you that credit for that ten years now. So uh, and before I know, it was just it gets nine. longer. Uh, you know what doesn't get longer? You know what does get longer? All my, I don't. Actually, I got nothing. I'm I'm slow with the transitions today. It's like, what's going on here? What in the world is going on? After you on? give me an improv lecture. <laughs> yeah, I usually I can I use you know what it's because Tony's not here. I'm able to like bounce off and um. Well, we're telling everyone how the sausage is made today. Like I I don't know. It's it's like I feel like we're on a stool, a three legged stool, and it's off a bit. So. <laughs> My favorite Tony memory from the podcast is when he fell asleep and woke up and said who are we talking about <laughs> at the very end on like an hour hour and a half in who are we talking about <laughs> and it was the topic he had a long day it was his topic <laughs> it wasn't his topic uh yeah you know what maybe he was just uh, had a lot of baked bones uh, for his uh, to relax him. A recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. And while we're growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to a 2019 study, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. And if you're a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our stra- stress in any way we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. And Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients, and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. You can check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25. And you can save 15% using the promo code... Gay Stuff 15. Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones is now available in Man Ready Mercantile based in Houston and Austin, um, Texas. So if you're shopping, you can pick it up there. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all of its profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Baked Bones, Baked Dogs Happy. All right, so uh, how about we venture down to uh, Austin, Texas area to talk about an event that happened on December the 7th. Austin. Well, nothing there was tears and queers. <laughs> Austin adjacent, Williamson County. So it's just outside of Austin and Round Rock. Uh, Round, if you're familiar with Texas, Round Rock, uh, Georgetown area. So on this day, uh, on December the seventh, Apple was granted a tax break in Williamson County, so they could bring uh, some jobs to. Tejas. Uh, so why are we talking? I'll get into why we're ta- why this is gay. I mean, we're not we're not talking about it just because it's Apple and Apple's gay. Uh, the gays love Apple. Mm. We're gonna talk about this for. I mean, we do love Apple. I know. So what the the backstory on Apple this? Apple bottom jeans. Hello, boots with the fur. On uh, November the thirtieth in Williamson County, there was a vote held uh, with the county commissioners 
Um, and so it, the, the vote went three to two to reject a proposal to provide Apple with a $750,000 tax abatement. Uh, so basically a tax, a tax break, right? Um, Apple in turn was going to bring an $80 million investment for their U.S. customer su- uh, support center, which was going to be housed on 128 acres of land, bringing 700 jobs and over the course of, you know, over the next few years, up to 1,500 jobs. Uh, and the potential for a 30 or $300 million investment in the local economy, it would, it would generate $300 million in the local economy. So why... I mean, most of the time you're like, unless it's 2020 or 2019, whenever um, AOC mm-hmm. went apeshit over in um, Queens, yeah, Amazon moving to Queens. Um, you, most of the time you're like, especially in the 90s, you're like, bring on the jobs, yeah, we'll give you a tax break because that's usually how you bring people in. Uh, but these three commissioners voted against Apple um, because they cited moral uh, Apple for having moral and religious. They 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 were voting against Apple on their moral and religious principles. Right, so okay. Well, what does that mean? It's Texas. It's conservative. Um, they noted that Apple is one of the, uh, a small but growing number of corporations that confer health benefits on the unmarried partners of their employees. So that policy undermines traditional family values, and Williamson County should not condone it. Of course, you still don't hear any gay stuff in there, right? Because uh, we know in Texas, Texas at least, I thought it was just like a Texas thing, like oh, you know, common law marriage, or you know, if you're, mar- you're together for so long and not actually married. Uh, the, the state of Texas will recognize your uh, your partnership as a as a marriage, right? Uh, basically, with all the same rights. Um, so, so you could argue, well, they weren't being homophobes, but uh, they they when you when you dig into it, they definitely were anti-gay uh, in terms of why they voted against uh, providing Apple this uh, tax break. Apple had started providing domestic partner benefits, including for same-sex domestic partnerships, in July of '93. So uh, just, you know, here we are, December 7th of 1993 uh, and, you know, or late 1993, and you've got these this controversy stirring. So one of the commissioners, like I said, they're always going to reveal their hand. One of the commissioners, David Hayes, said if I voted yes, I would have to walk into my church with people saying, there's the man who brought homosexuality into Williamson County. Mm-hmm. And so, most of the men in the choir would appreciate him. Would have been like, guilty. Uh, they would have been the like, choir huh? directors certainly would have. The choir him for that. and the youth director. Not that they touched youth, it's just like every time you see meet a gay who's uh, affiliated with the church, they're usually the youth minister or the choir director. Yeah? Well, that's been my experience. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. Such First a, hands. Right. Experience. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, of course, the reaction uh, actually, surprisingly to the community, grew nationwide attention because they're like, okay, Apple's going to bring all these jobs. They're going to bring this $300 million potential economic boom to your small little town and you don't want this because of you're scared of you don't like the policy they have about because you know, they're gonna employ centers right well they're gonna bring homosexuals to the city so um so this grew nationwide attention the conservatives were like we're gonna fight family values uh they were i mean the city of round rock was just i mean to, to give you some feel for the conservative nature of um of Round Rock, uh, Georgetown, Williamson County, uh, they had ousted a school superintendent just recently, and that uh, during in the 1993 time frame, uh, because he the superintendent had banned public prayers at school high school football games. Because if you're not from Texas, <laughs> basically before every event, we you know there's a blessing, right? We bow our heads. Moment, it's not even a moment of silence. I mean, especially in the 90s, it was we're praying to God. Yeah. Uh, so religious freedom only if you're Christian, right? Uh, so the conservatives, I mean, were 
I mean, we're talking about public prayer. They were like, we can't have that then on our religious freedom. So if you think about the gays coming to to Austin to, or to Round Rock, they were definitely going to put up a fight. The Republican Party praised the commissioners for their courage uh, not to give Apple tax breaks. They said, we have to stand our ground. So stupid. And if they win, you know, the win was symbolic because we, they, you know, this small town, religious freedom ruled uh, over, you know, big com- a company like Apple um, and LGBTQ issues, right? It's one, we, we fought the big man Apple. And two, we fought their pro-gay, liberal, fancy policies, right? A nearby councilman said, it's time to take our stand on the issues. And in the 90s, that's not a popular choice. The gay lifestyle is wrong, period. Another local says, you know, it goes to what kinds of morals do you want to set for our community? What do you teach your kids? That's what this is all oh about. Oh, my God, about the chil- what about the children? Right. Of course, you know, how do you say no to this and base it on LGBT, you know, basing your, your, uh, your, your pushback on jobs and this huge investment in your community? The unemployment, I mean, around that area, Williamson County was enjoying a nice little boom on, despite the unemployment rate uh, in Texas being uh, like near six, seven percent, does in that area is 3.5 percent. So they had other companies like Dell uh, and uh, a number of other technology companies that are starting to invest in the Austin community. So they, they felt they could be, you know, this would be something that they were willing to risk um, turning away those jobs. Uh, in, well, they in, probably didn't want property values to go up they didn't want more traffic they didn't want all that kind of stuff so they used the gay issue which is an easy no, well, stomp to stuff well again uh, the, the point of this topic is that eventually they voted yes right oh. um, because so that w- it was definitely an economic play but they was they were trying to fight conservatives are trying to fight big bad companies and their liberal agenda and particularly gay issues um, and so the business community was like, whoa, hold on, we, we, we don't want these jobs. The Texas Department of Commerce was like, we, as soon as the, the vote, the no vote happened on November 30th, they were getting a ton of calls from other counties saying, we're, we're, this is one, this is an isolated case because it does not reflect how a majority of communities and the state of Texas uh, itself approaches site selection decisions. So like, we want these jobs. The president of the Chamber of Commerce in Williamson County uh, said we're we're trying to rally the business community to call and write the commissioners to reconsider and reverse their decision. The Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce. This is a very fundamental, fundamentalist Christian group exerting power, and it's not representative of Texas or uh, especially the Austin metropolitan area. Because we all know Austin, in is is what. <laughs> you love to call it the San Francisco of the South. Yes, and I love to roll my eyes when you say that. Well, I love to say it because <laughs> you love to roll your eyes when I say it. Um, but yes, uh, politicians were like, we want these jobs. Uh, your girl, who was governor at the time. Ann Richards. Yeah, she was personally involved in this, trying to woo Apple. I mean, she tried to, I mean, her record was trying to bring jobs, right? She made GM, uh, you know, while she was governor, keep their plant open in, in the Dallas area. Um, and she was involved in making uh, this this happen. Sadly, she didn't win re-election, partly because you know, the Republicans were trying to you know, paint her with this issue. Well, um, they had a whisper campaign that she was a lesbian. And right. they would leave flyers on people's cars while they were in church and saying that she was for the homosexual agenda, which was their favorite word. And, and this added to that, right? Yeah. So she's, you know, trying to get uber-liberal Apple and their gay people over to Texas, and we don't want that. Of course, the LGBTQ people are saying, we want jobs, but we also want equality. Like, we have to fight bigotry. The ACLU is saying, 
uh, it's crazy that we would just observe this blatant prejudice um, over smart business decisions. The National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, which was really active in trying to make this a, a national issue, saying this is the first time government entity has used its authority to punish a company, which has independently decided to treat its gay and lesbian employees fairly. You think about that statement, though, right? The, the Republicans are always like, the government, stay out of my business, stay out of my business. Government shouldn't be deciding for it. me. I mean, here's a classic example. They mean right? do what I tell you to do. To right. benefit me. So these religious beliefs are interfering with like the public good jobs, which is what we all want people to get. I mean, the common denominator between the business community, the politicians, the LGBTQ community is we want jobs. And you've got these conservative groups saying religious freedom. Keep the gays out. Of course, Apple, you know, they're trying to get jobs and they're trying to get that tax break. Right. Um, at, at the time, they're the second largest uh, maker of personal computers behind IBM. And they're thinking, Austin, this is an ideal location for us. Uh, and so they were surprised by the commissioner's vote. Um, so what happened after this vote on November 30th, uh, Apple said, yes, ideal location, but at a, a matter of both principle and economics, the company would not build the their, uh, they would not move their customer service center to Williamson County unless the, the, the tax break is restored. So Apple gets a nice win here, right? Because it's a good... Uh, for the liberal population, is like, oh, they're standing up for our rights. We all know it's all about the money. Um, yeah, but hey. always. So, and Richards took the commissioners to task. I mean, the, the reporting is there was an intense and politically charged meeting between the gov- you know, the state of government and the and the local government because Ann Richards was personally involved in this this deal. So she was like, you guys better get it together. So she put one of the four Apple commissioners in charge of like bring find which one you can pick off because it's it's uh it was a five person commission and so find which one you can pick off and uh and make bring them to the table so they brought um david hayes who was a no vote to uh, with apple to the table and they worked a deal um and you know hayes was like i've never had to choose between economic development and traditional family values so he was still trying to say no no so obnoxious right uh, Ann Richards, of course, at the meantime, she's like, all right, if these fools can't get their act together, then I will try to see where else, you know, work with Apple to see how they can stay in Texas. Because for her, the win was getting a big company like Apple to, to be in Texas. Um, on December the 7th, which is the event in, you know, we're in, in focus, um, there was a lot of lead up to that, though. It was, um, you know, just say no campaign uh, from the conservatives. Just say no. An Apple today will take family values away. And another guy was at the at the hearing at the second vote on December the seventh, passing out Bible tracts highlighting passages about homosexuality. So, the gays are coming. You think about this, right? All these jobs. What do we say? Five, seven hundred to fifteen hundred jobs. Like, you think every one of those people is going to be gay? Like, right. Are you scared of one people or one person being gay or seventeen? Like, you're going to risk the economy. On and and this is as I'm saying this, it sounds like a very Republicans sensing like it's all about the jobs, right? I mean, but in the end, the 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 equalizer for all of us is making sure we have access to do things that can to, can give us the freedoms we want, right? We need jobs to do that, and you've got this conservative group saying no uh, because gay people I don't agree with their lifestyles. It's against the Bible. Um, they uh, they were trying to uh, campaign against it. So um, so 
despite David Hayes saying on November 30th that, uh, or despite, so David Hayes, interesting character who kind of becomes the star of this whole thing. Um, before the vote on November 30th, which he said no, he wrote a letter to the news, local newspaper said, you know, the government should not be a social engineer and should not tell industry how to run its business. And then he wound up voting no shortly thereafter. And then after the no vote, he's like, well, there's no way I can be persuaded to change my mind. Um, and then, of course, he flipped his vote to grant Apple that uh, tax abatement. Um, and, of course, <laughs> interestingly, his, his flip from no to yes, um, you know, I think it was the New York Times, they put it, it was a semantic, uh, uh, damn it, I'm going to get the ledger main, uh, semantic ledger main that uh, you'd have to, like, be able to do what a, he did. He did what a politician does. Like, they take a situation, Bill Clinton was good at this, right? Uh-huh. And there is no there, 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 you know, what is, is like, it was one of those word, uh, word things that he, he tried to wiggle around saying, Very I'm, I'm holding on to my principles, guys. I'm, I, I didn't vote against, you know, what we agree in terms of, uh, uh this is just against, a little position in Texas, right. the county commissioner court. But it's all on national. I mean, LA Times, New York Times, Baltimore's not like all these newspapers picked up this this uh, story. Um, you know, so Apple in the end, Apple will pay taxes, but um, they'll receive a reimbursement from the country uh, from the county for the cost of road construction and other work. So basically, um, the 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 agreement was reworded such that the state or the the local government was not giving any tax treatment to uh, or tax break to the. Uh, uh, to Apple, they were just reimbursing them for their expenses, which, you know, again, the the David Hayes and the you know the few conservatives that were on his side were like, okay, this is a win. We're no longer giving public money to Apple, but really, we're just instead returning its money <laughs> to them. Um, Hayes uh, said last week I asked, was asked to vote to use taxpayer dollars to subsidize and therefore tacitly endorse a benefits policy, which I disagree. Today's vote does nothing of that kind. Um, conservatives were like. This guy is full of shit. Yesterday he was a statesman. Today he's a politician. Because the walk away from Apple, Apple, Apple takes away from this vote that's now in their favor. To us, they said it's essentially the same agreement we had before. Um, for the LGBTQ community, they saw this as a victory. They're like, we stood up against, mm-hmm. you know, this conservative group. Which, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then in the end, you know, Jobs triumphed over preju- prejudice, which was how it was captured by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. So they, they saw this as a victory. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, the relationship with Apple, like 25, over 25 years later, um, you know, it, uh, Apple actually just invested a lot more money in 2018 uh, uh, to expand its operations in Austin. It's a $1 billion investment in that community. Um, they're building a 133-acre campus uh, that will accommodate a, a 5,000 additional jobs, and everyone's super happy about well, it. Well, the right? gays do love Austin, so maybe the average range. <laughs> this is true, but they loved it before before all that. But uh, I just think, it, you know, this was an interesting take. You know, to your point, it was a small town uh, trying uh, with small positions that you've ne- no one ever hears about Williamson County or Round Rock. Um so the fact that, uh, although my sister is moving there, um, the fact that um, <laughs> this was a, a national issue on something as silly as we don't want all these jobs because you provide same-sex benefits is crazy. Well, if you're a politician that votes based on what your Bible says, I don't think you should be a politician. But that's not your role. Yeah. That's a religious role that you put yourself into, not 
um, voting based on or legislating based on a diverse electorate yeah. constituency. Yeah, I think it's it's silly. I mean, the, today though, right? Apple, the um, the Williamson County folks are like, Apple is truly part of our Texas family. And now it's a Democratic Party. I mean, it's a Democratic County too. Yeah. In the last few election cycles, it's gone Democrat. All thanks to Apple, I believe. And Ann Richards, yeah. she made that. She made that vote. She pulled them over here. Your girl Ann. I love her. I didn't. I, I had tried to find as much Ann quotes as possible. I couldn't find a lot. They just said she was in it. But they did say when that when no vote happened on November thirtieth, she was like, "You guys, we're gonna make this happen." And she, <laughs> she said she put them to task. Well, she, I believe it was Texas, because she was a pro gay especially for the 90s, um, governor. She appointed a lot of gays and lesbians in her administration, and that's why, and she was a divorced woman. Um, so that's why the lesbian thing stuck, because there was a rumor campaign when she ran against George W. Bush for governor. And she had a short haircut. She had a short haircut, yeah. She had no fingernails. <laughs> she didn't? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, Did she like to drink whiskey? Oh, she was an she alcoholic. She was an alcoholic, yeah. Recover, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's why the whole she's a lesbian that Carl Rove did worked against her. I can't believe I was reading. I was and like, she, make, she's, she wants to make Texas, California, all that kind of stuff. There was a bunch of that. Was well, essentially, I mean, again, she brought Apple over here, so that kind of proved all of that, right? And and their gay agenda with their homosexual benefits. So dumb. I mean, I, again, I, I wanted to highlight some of those things that it was just like the the initial statement was like, you know, they, they support domestic you know, partnerships. They didn't say anything about gays, right? And then in the in like the official statement, um, and that's against you know family values. And it's like, uh, then you just you you wait a little bit for for the 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 off cuff uh, uh, comments they or statements they give to the press, and it's like, oh yeah, it's definitely. I don't want to be the one who brings homosexuals to the church, like. Which automatically makes me think he's gay. Well, I was trying to look up. I was like, is he gay? So when you got here, I was like uh, stalking him on Facebook. It's a public profile, so it wasn't stalking. Um, but uh, but he's actually... He's probably a listener to the podcast. He, he, uh, he's married with his kids, uh, four kids and, and some grandkids. Um, but this guy, uh, I don't know, I couldn't figure out where he stood now because I was like, is he still a bigot? Like, I wanted to see all these Trump things mm-hmm. on him. But uh, it was a bunch of family stuff. He was very much... Uh, Black Lives Matter, not very, it wasn't like, but there were a couple of posts in favor of like Black Lives Matter. Um, he's still a very religious man, uh, but I couldn't figure out who who he was voting for. He endorsed one one candidate for mayor who I couldn't tell if he was Democrat or, or Republican, but. Uh, well, we can go visit him and ask him. We should. I think he's part of the, uh, uh, the he's. The part of the local chamber of commerce over there, so you know, I'm going to use my chamber connection. Well, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC, um, took credit for was it Amazon not going into Queens? Amazon wanted to move into Queens, and they asked for huge tax breaks, and she spoke out against it, and several other people so much, a lot of progressives that they said, never mind. <laughs> so they really minimize their presence there now it's going to be a lot smaller and they held that as a victory but is it though yeah i don't know what are your thoughts because i i don't think the business mind in me says no are no jobs better than no new jobs or 10 percent of the jobs they were going to bring better than 
bringing the jobs and then them getting tax credit and all the implications that come along, you know, property values going up. I think it's kind of stupid to Turn say don't jobs. come in Amazon because we're not um, – the jobs aren't worthy of us. I do think it, it – it, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess her I, her end game is to, like, this shouldn't be happening, right? I don't think she's saying no to jobs. Like, fundamentally, I don't think she's about that. It's just, like, we shouldn't have to give no, away – No, that was the result. Right. But we shouldn't have to give away all this money to these companies that don't pay taxes. Which, by the way, they – I mean, my understanding of, like, these companies – they do pay taxes. They just – they don't pay income taxes. Like, um, like, there's other taxes you have to pay every year. And I don't see – I mean, having worked for a, a big Fortune five company, um, they, uh, I mean, there's a whole tax department that's paying taxes. They're trying to minimize the taxes in line with the the rules. I'm not defending that. I'm just saying that the rules are what they are. So people are going to take advantage of them, not in a nefarious way. Um, but also, the, I mean, when we say, oh, these people didn't pay any taxes. I mean, it's not to defend the president, but I mean, I'm sure he pays some taxes. Uh, it's just, does he pay anything at the end of the year? Does he have a tax bill at the end of the year? No, because he's tried to minimize all his, his, um, well, he said he prepaid 27 million. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't believe anything that man says, so I don't, like, I'm not a defender of, of the president, but, uh, to your point, it, it did make me think differently about the situation. I'm like, well, you know, she, she's got a point, right? Why give Amazon a billion dollars in tax credits or however much it was? Um, so they can bring jobs, like they can afford it. Right. So it's like a different issue than, I don't know, because what wind up happening was they lost the, a lot of jobs. Cause I think they're going in, but it's a much smaller footprint. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, well, because someone else will. I mean, that's the challenge. Like, you can say no, and you win for right. Queens, but now Nashville has those jobs, I think. And so it's uh, – because I think that's what they wind up doing. They were going to do two well, headquarters. they split it into – like, it's a McLean now, too, I believe. And there's several different buildings instead of what they were going to do, one giant campus or right. two giant campuses. Which, I, again, I, I, I do credit her for making me think differently about it. It's like, well, we should be able to solve that problem differently, be able to get jobs to certain places – and also, uh, I mean, again, why does Amazon, who makes the, the most profitable company, well, I don't know if they're the most profitable, but they're one of the most profitable co- companies in the world, yet we're still giving them a lot of money to, so it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, Well, she might not be around longer. Yeah. She, she says she's not very happy. Well, yeah, she, she was debating whether to run for mm-hmm. re-election. I don't blame her. I mean, it's... She's like, I get attacked from within my own party and without, and it's just a lot of stress. Um, and I'm just trying to make, you know, why are they coming after me, basically? Yeah. I mean, it's her and Nancy Pelosi or that are, like, the most vilified people. Like, if you look at Fox News, it's them on, constantly on repeat. And even and then and then to her point on Nancy, Nancy Pelosi is like, mm, you know. Nancy does not care. Yeah. She welcomes it. Well, right. But I'm saying in terms of uh, being, she doesn't speak favorably about AOC. No, I don't even think she likes her. Yeah, so... What's a disruptor? I mean, I get it. I mean, I I agree with Nancy Pelosi in the sense like there's some order, there's a process. And Nancy's old school, like you. There's you gain seniority and you work within the system and you create coalitions in the background. Yeah, but that's why Nancy keeps people in line so well. She does. she got voted in again, which was surprising. Yeah, well, because I thought she would. I thought she. I wasn't thought there'd be to. a leadership challenge. Yeah. Well, I thought she wasn't going to be able to do it, that's especially big since Nance she lost for you, though. Nance. 
All right. Well, uh, you know, speaking of all, all things Nancy, let's talk about uh, Economy Works. <laughs> Big old Nancy Economy Works. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. We, uh, need help with marketing? Hire a freelancer. You need help building a website? Hire a freelancer. You need help with benchmarking and analysis? Hire a freelancer. Heck, if you need help recruiting people, you can hire a freelancer to help you recruit too. Economy Works believes in the power of connection and wants to connect you with this talent network. The talent network has over 1,000 years of experience and is growing in HR, marketing, IT, accounting, and other specialties. Economy Works, when we work, the economy works. You can find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. I can't believe I just called that company a big Nancy, but hey, I think they're going to keep sponsoring us. They sponsored a pizza today. That knock we heard earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the microphone picked up. Yep. Well, that's good. Pizza. Pizza. Were you going to offer me? <laughs> no. The, the listeners probably don't even know, depending how old they are, what Nancy is. Nancy is an old term for a gay person, a gay a, man. A gay. He's a Nancy. Like He's a Nancy a, boy. Yeah, like a Mary. Yeah. Mary's, well, they don't know Mary either. Say it again, because uh, people love that joke. Oh, there was a lesbian couple that saw a straight couple with a new baby and said, oh, what's your baby's name? And she said, Mary. I said, Mary, that's a boy's name. <laughs> oh, for some reason, you love that joke. People love it. I told you, our electrician, the electrician at the, at the house, uh, he's, he said he heard, he was listening to the podcast, and he said, uh, Dustin said, I, I I love that joke. What is it? And I couldn't remember it. I'm like, I've heard it so many times, I don't even I couldn't say it for, word for word. That's why I don't bother improving. I was like, you need, you need to go back to the, uh, just re-listen to the episode. We can take the the extra listen. Well, the other gay joke I tell that no one seems to get, one out of ten, and I just stop people on the street and tell them <laughs> to see what they What are you, Billy, it. on the street? <laughs> Is, what are the two most common gay Irish names? <laughs> what, uh, uh, Patrick Fitzgerald and Gerald Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Damn. And most people are like, I don't get it. Is that after they say, hey, uh, can I borrow your stool? What is the... Oh, what's the number one pickup line in a gay bar? May I push your stool in? <laughs> and here's one I don't like and I've never told, but I've heard it enough to tell it. Because uh, it's the only, it's the last gay joke I know. Um, if there's a fire in a building, who gets out quicker, the lesbians or the gays? What? What is it? It's a tie because the gays already have their shit packed and the lesbians get out lickety split <laughs> see i just get angry telling that's gayses what's the one your dad always tells you you lean on anyone over at the bar what does he tell you oh i don't know that one he said something did you lean in did you get oh it's over? not a joke that's oh. just but what does he tell you a sensitive family topic <laughs> what does he tell you have you leaned anybody over lately oh there you go that's it <laughs> well have you <laughs> I don't need to know about your and Ben's sex life, too. We're good. I don't think the audience wants to know that. They, the audience doesn't want Well, there's want a DVD us. coming out. Uh, OnlyFans? <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> Wait for our DVD to drop. <laughs> Not an OnlyFans, but a, a DVD. <laughs> we could have an infomercial on it. It's on... Bend Over and Kendall. Mm-mm. Bend Over the Kendall? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of gay boys used to do that. But OnlyFans is now mainstream people like michael b jordan's gonna be on there i know he's not gonna be well they don't do naked they're not all well, naked. what the hell is the point of it was this for they your own a good thing they gentrified <laughs> they reverse gentrified only fans yep it just used to be where are we supposed to go where what do cannibals do now 
<laughs> they get the married. Grinder. Yeah, they go to grinder. I'm gonna start calling gays cannibals because <laughs> they eat ass. Whoa, your mother listens. She does. I'm. I'm just asking. Now she knows what you do. Oh my gosh! And a gross topic. Can if I could get you a little family secret? Um, my uh, no, I won't go there. <laughs> Please don't. I'm already nervous. <laughs> no, we won't go there. We'll save. We'll save that for another time. We'll save that for after mics. Yeah, save it for the wedding toast. We can have a second podcast called After Mics. Mm. Mics off. Oh, I like that. <laughs> mics off. Uh, Rusty mics. Oh, that sounds like a good gay bar name. Nailed it. Well, Rusty. microphone is a nickname for a penis. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Was, it, was this a episode? Is this a segment of slang? Well, look band? at him. Go ahead and look at your microphone. Oh wow, it's got a long and black. I like my microphones. Speak into it. Like I like my, and I like my microphones. Like I like my men, long and hard, with a big head. All right. Well, now we're gonna talk to my top. <laughs> we gotta Tina do something. Tina Fey is responsible for this. All right. Thank you, Tony, yes, for this yes, topic. Yes, yes, and. Uh, all right. My topic is little tiny baby Raven Simone, and to me, since That's a Raven, I was born in '82, and. Uh, know her from the Cosby show when she was on there. Little tiny baby. She'll always be tiny, little cute Raven Simone. She was a cutie. But she was born on December 10th, 1985 in Atlanta. And when she was an infant, she got a modeling contract with Ford. Not even one years old. And here I am still struggling, sending in my <laughs> Polaroids. <laughs> That's your problem. I have to pay for my own DVD. <laughs> to send them your OnlyFans account. She has a, a, a younger brother named Blaze. Blaze and Raven is also um, some hippie names. Actors, but of a different kind. <laughs> you can get their DVD too. That sounds the five dollar bin. That sounds like uh, the what was it? American Gladiators. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, I loved it. It was like ice. Did you love before it? ice meant meth? Did you love it for the same reason that I did? No, you liked it because of the tight pants and the wedgies. Mm, pull up to the bump, baby. Mm, I liked it for the. The permed mullets that a lot of them had. <laughs> the big muscles and the tight fitting outfits. Microphones. Like the the tight micro. Like you could yeah. see the VPL, the visible penis line. Um, no, you know what? I was more of a Bible kid. <laughs> you were getting off to uh, stories about Jesus, David. Mary, and Joseph always sounded exciting to me. <laughs> hey, threesome! <laughs> Just in time for the holidays, kids. Oh, I think Meet me at the end. You can see that DVD too. It's on. <laughs> what you call it? The bargain. Well, you know bin? what they say about Jesus? He was hung. <laughs> You're bringing out your best jokes. Well, here's another joke, <laughs> and this might be controversial, but you know Jesus was gay. He was nailed by three Romans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's too far. See in Williamson yeah. County, we would not be allowed in. There were, in there were. Uh, I did take. A, I took a like a Christ, history of Christianity um, a course in college, uh, and that was one of the things that uh, our professor was really making. I went to A and M, right? So very conservative. Might as well be in Williamson County. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so all the conservatives were. They would take that like the the 
the praise Jesus, waving hands in the air, the Bible beaters, they would take that class because they knew the professor, like, I guess there were some reviews, like, the professor doesn't, he's not a Christian. So all these people would get mad and try to argue with him. And then he would say things like, he would not say things, but he would expose, like, research saying, you know, there's rumored that, not rumored, but there's research, there's research out there that Jesus may have been had, like, a homoerotic relationship with um, one of the apostles. I think it was Thomas. Was it Thomas? You wish. It was in the gospel. So uh, you're named after. Uh, yeah. It was in the Thomas's gospel. The gospel of Thomas. That, yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. And so, but there was like, a, it was just the way it was described. And so it was like, oh, the professor was like, you know, Jesus had this homoerotic relationship with, with one of his uh, disciples. And, and people were like so mad about that. And I was like, huh, all right, Jay, you gay. I can see that. I mean, you're spending all this time with 10 guys or 11 guys. It is his hair guys. was always twelve apostles blown out. Twelve. Oh yeah, twelve apostles. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they all ate on one side of the table, like on one side of the booth, <laughs> on the Last Supper. <laughs> if that wasn't the gayest looking thing I've ever seen, posing. <laughs> I love it. Yay! <laughs> Sitting on one side of the booth together. Back to Raven. So she's a baby. She's a model. She has a modeling contract and it starts doing. A lot of ads with, she did with Ritz Cracker, Jell-O, Cool Whip, Fisher-Price. And at three years old, she auditioned uh, for Ghost Dad, which was a terrible movie. I actually saw in the movie theater. With Eddie Murphy? No, uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, Bill Cosby. Oh, okay. It's one of the few movies he actually did. But he was the lead in it. And she auditioned to be one of his kids, but she was too young. But he loved her so much um, that he roofied her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what he's in prison for. But he probably did not for her. Uh, but said she was too young, so he found a role for her in The Cosby Show um, as his step-granddaughter, Olivia Kendall. And little-known fact, you I was named, named after Olivia Kendall. <laughs> Just kidding. We weren't allowed to watch The Cosby Show. Because they were black? Well, probably not. We weren't really want, allowed to watch any shows. Oh. I, Roseanne was too trailer park trashy for them. Yeah, my dad didn't like us watching... Um, Roseanne, but my mom watched it, so it was just like he didn't like the, me and my sister watching it, but I I loved it. It reminded me of some of my family members, like so in terms of like Roseanne and just how uh, unashamed of who she was could be. Um, I mean, I liked Roseanne for that. Uh, I love that show. Yeah, and that one season she was back, I thought it was really good. The uh, the I mean, I know we've canceled her, so she's probably like, oh no, because she voted for Trump. I don't I don't know. If, I don't we talked about this. Well, remember, she ran for now. president last yeah. time. Um, but Bill Cosby, uh, yeah, I mean, she was cute in that that show. Like I, she was adorable, watching. and she came on in the sixth season, and she was there until the she was on the last episode too. Um, but they gave her a lot of screen time, so they basically wrote the role for her because she was so cute at three years old. She kind of reminds me of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Olsen. Well, I was gonna say she came out about the time it was her, the Olsen twins, and then there was another kid on. Um, because uh, it was all these family sitcoms, right? Uh, there was another kid on Who's the Boss. Uh, so it was all these little child, mm-hmm. and I was always remember. No, not the, not the, uh, the blonde kid. Not the blonde kid. Oh, okay. Um, the other. There was another kid that they brought in. I don't even know where he came from. Now that I think about it, but he was. I just remember his coming in thing was riding a bike. Uh, um, and there was one other, I think on Growing Pains too, maybe not, but, uh, but I remember there was a bunch of little child kids, they're, they're that small, they were tiny, like yeah. under, around five years old, and they'd come in and say these, they'd have these moments, these scenes where they'd, they'd basically steal the scene, right? Uh, 
So, and she was definitely one of those. She had some, she had, as the gays say, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm. Well, Bill saw it. Um, and in 1992, when she was seven. I can't say that. <laughs> what a jerk that guy is, Bill Cosby. And he's one of those people that he was a jerk and he was a jerk the whole time and we kind of ignored it. And that's Bill, that's just Uncle Bill. But he was really arrogant and obnoxious in hindsight and looked down on people in a lot of those interviews, the way he talked about people. But he gave, and then why come to find out he was drugging women all the time. I was gonna I was actually gonna say just because of what he did with Raven Simone, like there I mean you have to again not to defend all the bad stuff that he's done but he was giving people jobs i mean he was giving visibility what does to that have to do with anything uh, we just talked about jobs being important it is a i mean you could argue the same thing with harvey weinstein the way you get about it it's gross i mean i'm not saying but harvey weinstein's different because like i don't think felissa rashad was roofied to um play claire huxtable um no he wasn't doing it all the time but, he was doing it typically with a certain age range Right, but I, I just feel like he did had a way of bringing in. Uh, I mean, he was the producer and creator of that show, right? So he brought in African Americans, brought them onto mainstream television. I mean, at, not as just the punchline, which a lot of times. I mean, even the Jeffersons, although it was uh, centered around uh, George and Wheezy, they well, were, his role as the Cosby Show creator basically will always be iconic because it allowed. He intended to. Um, he wanted to show black people not in like good times, not as like a poor, right, unhappy family. Um, he sh- they were educated, and he also intentionally, when he cast them, he wanted them to have all they not just one skin tone, because the colorism is a big deal, right? Um, and not just the black community, but a lot of communities. I mean, even in Hispanic communities, and, yeah. Um, the lighter you are, there are different shades. Yeah. So all his kids. Was like, looked I, differently. Me as a kid, I was always wanting like, oh, I wish I was lighter skinned. I wish I was white because that's that was the signal of beauty at the time. Uh, until you had people like, I mean, Gloria Stefan with her wonderful perm and Selena, and then you could like. But a lot of Hispanic people consider themselves white, like Cubans. Uh, yes, Gloria. Yes, um, but Puerto Rican, Mexican, like Jennifer Lopez, Selena, like not. I mean, they're they're darker skin. This is why they stood out, um, and so. Uh, because he didn't have that. So for the African-American community, um, for black people, the, the Cosby show did that, right? They signaled, them, they showed you, you can be successful. Uh, he brought um, people of color onto the show to star in, on the, on it and be roles. But again, I, he, for all that, he's totally tarnished his his cred because he's a disgusting Awful. person. Disgusting. None of it's worth it to me because yeah. he did that. Yeah. I mean, raped, there are dozens of dozens of women that said he drugged. and Yeah, no, absolutely. That's awful. It's so, like, again, because I, I, I remember looking at that show being like, wow, this is cool. I mean, my favorite TV mom is Claire Huxtable. Yeah, she was voted best TV mom by whatever TV guide. Never won an Emmy. Hmm. And his his nickname was America's Dad, too, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, She never won an Emmy. That pissed me off. Um, but in 1992, she signed with MCA Records um, and got singing lessons from Missy Elliott, coincidentally. Get your freak on. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Missy out yet? I don't think so. Okay. We don't Not have people yet, here. But, but those on the street. I mean, she's rumored to be. Yes. I didn't know she could sing to give singing lessons. I've never actually heard her sing. Have you heard she Raven Simone sing? Raps. Well, I Googled her um, 
Raven is the Flavor, which came out when she was seven years old. And the album cover, she's in baggy pants. She's in, like, it's that hip-hop vibe of early 90s. 90s Criss Cross, salt and Pepper. It had a very salt and Pepper vibe, but it was a rap yeah. album that she did when she was seven, which is precious. But it did horribly. It only sold 73 uh, copies. Only 73? Not I mean, thousand. sorry, 73,000? <laughs> I was like, who Let bought that? Her mom? <laughs> 73,000 copies, and then MCA Records dropped her. Um, but then almost immediately, see, doing research, I didn't realize she always had steady work. She's never had a time where she was needing work that, you know, a lot of actors, even A-list Academy Award winners go through stretches to where nobody wants to hire them. I'm so fascinated by actors and their hustle on things. I mean, I constantly will watch like the, uh, the Hollywood reporters Roundtable. They'll have all these, you have to watch the mm, one that I saw. Yeah, yeah. Did I send it to you? There was one with like Oprah, um, Jessica Lange, uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, what's the woman? Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, she's the one on. Mm, that's show. a good one. It's really good. But they talk about, it, especially the women, because they talk about like being women in the industry and you know how the industry has evolved and there's still challenges because you have scums like Bill Cosby, but also like they they have to telling their story like telling a woman's story is so unique. I mean, I've told this at a cocktail and I, and I regret. <laughs> saying it but there was one where maggie gyllenhaal was like talking about how she uh, had to uh fight because she was a she was luckily she said she was a producer on the show um uh what, i forget what show she's on right now it's on hb uh hbo uh she uh but she was talking about like the female she plays a, a sex worker and so uh she, or maybe an actress a porn actress anyway she was saying like she was actually having non-porn sex uh with with someone it's like she was in a relationship with. And so she wanted to like f- have the orgasm, like an actual orgasm. Cause on porn, it's not a real orgasm. Surprise, spoiler alert. Um, and so she was like, I wanted to show that like I had, this character had actual relationship feelings for this person. And so she's like the, the male directors all, they wanted to cut it. And so she's like, I had to fight for uh, my voice to be like, no, this is important that it, we, I need to show that this woman had an actual orgasm. And again, I'm I'm saying. Oh this. my gosh! At a cocktail party? But yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> what were people? What no. And this woman. What were people like, oh, okay. The no. response from the woman to me, she's like, "You are the most interesting person I've ever met." Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> she was totally stumped and didn't know what to say, and probably offended. Uh, <laughs> what setting was this? I don't even want to say. <laughs> PTA meeting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it was prayer um, circle. I mean, I, I found it a very compelling prayer story. circle jerk. Yes, but my my point is all that to say, yes, actors have to hustle. Um, and as a as a hustler myself, um, not the not the centerfold, uh, but as someone who has to work for gigs, it's like it's impressive to see how people do that and to have steady work like Miss Raven Simone. I think that's pretty cool. Well, you've told Bill Cosby would love that orgasm story, but you've actually told me that two other times. So I think it's just what's that the joke? What? No, the story. Oh, <laughs> it's okay to have a crush on Maggie. I do actually. She has a female crush. Go ahead, say what you always say about her. Actually, don't. People get offended. People will get canceled for saying. I don't remember what I said. Never mind. Write it down. <laughs> we'll we'll put it in the uh, after Mike's podcast. 
He can't read lips, so we'll keep moving. Well, you can't. Probably the good uh, people who, who are listening closely will replay it and be like, oh, this is what he said. Because you didn't whisper. You, you didn't mouth that. You actually voiced what you just said. I just lightly coughed. You would be a terrible lip syncer. I can't do improv. I can't lip sync. What am I here for? I can barely count. <laughs> can't write very well. Can't read. Um, so at, right after her album came out, didn't do very well. She got picked up on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Remember that show? Cooper. Exactly. Where she played uh, Nicole Lee. Um, and that's another one where they wrote the role for her because she was just too dang cute. And then in 1996, she released her second album, and it sold 2,000 copies. And I didn't get that one wrong. That's actually... Oh, no. But she opened for NSYNC in their 1998-1999 tour. And she still only sold 2,000 copies? Yeah, poor thing. Well, in 1998, they weren't that big. So, I mean, they were openers for as well. I mean, what she opened for them at, like, a mall tour? Like, They were big then. They were big. They hit, they, they hit like, late 1999. That's kind of when they were, they made it. They got NSYNC. There are two things you love on this earth that I forgot about. In sync mm-hmm. and Maggie orgasm story. <laughs> so in two thousand one, she after that horrible two thousand dollars showing of sales, she um on two thousand one she auditioned for a Disney show. It was gonna be about a psychic and she was gonna play um it already had a name. I think it was absolutely psychic was the name the show was going to be. And she auditioned to be a supporting character and they loved her audition so much that they renamed the show that's so raven and made her the lead character um and that's where that was from 2003 to 2007 and that's where a lot of kids a little bit younger than i know her from i can't believe that like this actress like i mean i can't i can believe it because again going back to she got that charisma uniqueness nerve talent but how boss are you to have like every role you have is basically written for you because people like we need to have you right. on that. You're that awesome. Yeah. And then she went on The View. Uh, wait, it. yeah, hold on. <laughs> but That's So Raven was the highest rating, rated show on Disney at the time. Um, first show to hit 100 episodes. Uh, first to have a spinoff. It was nominated for an Emmy twice. It had DVD, video games, soundtrack release. Oh, you love like a DVD. Was, <laughs> and no, look for mine coming out. Um so that was very successful for her. And at the same time, she was voicing Monique on Kim Possible, which was a cartoon. So she was a little workaholic. Um, in 2004, her third album came out called This Is My Time, and it sold a little bit more. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so 2002. Uh, 2003, she was in a movie called Cheetah Girls on Disney Channel, mm-hmm. which was a surprise hit. It did very well. The soundtrack to that actually went double platinum. But it's I because she didn't sing that much on it. Was, was, that wasn't a group. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, so Cheetah Girls was a movie about, um, I think it was girls. That, well, it was I a don't girl know. group. I think it was a girl. I mean, because at the time, you remember, there was all, it was in sync, like Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, uh, O-Town, Sum 41. I'm naming all the boy bands I can. Nickelback. No, I'm just kidding. The Beatles. Uh, the Be- uh No. Uh, but yeah, it was all these, so it, that was the craze. It was like, they were constantly shows, movies about. Well, they were um, manufactured kids. Right. So, Basically audition and we're gonna lie about your make it sound like you all have known each other for years. One Direction was probably the most recent really. Well yeah. the K pop one too. 
Yeah, definitely K-pop. Um, but the show, the Cheetah Girls movie did so well that um, ABC pitched a TV show, but she could not do two TV shows at the same time, so they scrapped it because if Raven can't be in it, we don't want to do it. Hmm. Again, boss. The power of Raven. <laughs> but she continued. I mean, I can list what she acted on, but she always had work. She was always even guest starring on stuff. And then 2015, she co-hosted The View, um, and she was just on either last season the mass singer oh that's what she was like what's yeah. she up to these days so so she did that uh, last season or so but she took a break in 2013 to get her she got an associate's degree um in biz i think it's business all right girl maybe no not business but i know it's associate's degree but she said the reason we're talking about her is because she is a lady lover oh. and i don't want to say lesbian or bisexual because she hates there's a little controversy because she says, don't label me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've read that. But she said, she gave an interview um, and said she realized at 12 she was not straight. Um, she doesn't she, identify as queer either, huh? Well, she didn't come out until she was 28. And the way it happened was is in 2013, this is before same-sex marriage was legalized for the whole country, mm. uh, you would have like a few times where several states passed same-sex marriage in a short period of time, and it was a huge deal, and we were all so happy because it was like uh, maybe all 50 states one day eventually will have it. And she tweeted um, that, yay, now I can get married. And the people were like, what? So she released a statement and said, I'm very happy that gay marriage is opening up around the country. It's great to know I can get married now should I wish to. And people were like, excuse me, what? Olivia Kendall? <laughs> Um, so she basically that was her way of coming out and then in 2014 she did an Oprah interview and she said an Oprah inquired about it and she says well I don't want to be labeled as gay I'm a human who loves humans she said I'm also not an African American I'm an American and I remember at the time people a lot of it was more controversial that she said that part I'm an American not an African American because a, a lot of black Americans were like excuse me what it sounded like she was disavowing who she was both as a LGBTQ person mm -hmm. and a black person. And a lot of people were like, we've given you this career. You know, the backlash that yeah. always happens when someone tries to explain themselves. And I get what she's saying because she gave other interviews about it. She's like, once you, if you stick to the world wants to categorize you, mm -hmm. they want to make it, they want to make you a simple person and put you in a box and say you're a black lesbian. Okay, now I don't have to see you as much more in-depth in than that because I have a stereotype of what a black lesbian is or a lesbian is or a black person. And she said, I just want to be um, considered a human. Yeah. And part of the reason that is is because she was in the closet for so long because she knew that if she – she said it sounds terrible to say, but I knew if I were, came out of the closet, it would hurt my brand, the whole brand of – Raven. Yeah. You know, and people would, it would be controversial because of what people's opinions of what a gay person is. Um, so when she finally came out, she was thinking, it was kind of her way of saying, don't put your perceptions. I'm not, I don't want to be held responsible for your perceptions of what a lesbian is. So I choose not to call myself that. I'm one of many, many things. Yeah. I'm just a human. And I get that. 
Do you? I say I say that because we got into a heated debate that a couple of people commented about uh, about me teaching, right, and not necessarily coming out as, hey, I'm the big flaming uh, professor. Well, you were avoiding it. I wasn't avoiding. I was trying to like not because to your point, like the, the you come out as a gay Latino man, you are segmented to certain things that. Um, people are just going to assume you're coming to the, the, every conversation with a certain lens. And while I may, I also maintain that I try to be open-minded about discussions and I can see which pisses people, like liberal people off because I will have multiple views on things. Uh, some would say I like to play devil's advocate. Um, but just to make sure we're all thinking differently and opening our minds to other things. And so, and, and this is not a pick at you, but I just, I mean, I, I know we've had that conversation and I, I, all I'm saying is I feel we're agreeing on she should, you know, you, you put yourself in that box and that that's what people are, people are going to put you in that box, right? If you put yourself in that box, people are going to put that label on you and then they're just going to minimize what you have to say, what you bring to the, uh, to the table. I understand her not wanting to be labeled something. I don't think that sh- she should stay in the closet. Well, first of all, it's her decision to stay in the closet or not. What we were talking about was you not being out at work because you didn't want it to affect your job. And to me, that sounded... Oh, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, two different times, right? One is when I was in corporate America. Another is kind of teaching students. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Uh, but yeah, the corporate America thing. I mean, it was, it was less... Um, it wasn't even you know, uh, being bi. I feel like it. It is one of these things, and I don't know if Raven identifies as bi because I thought I read one article saying she she might be bi. Um, well, on the View, she said I'm a lesbian as like a joke comment because yeah. they were talking about men were difficult, and she said, "Well, I'm a lesbian. I don't have to deal with that." And it's the only time she's ever put a label on it. That's why I'm not really calling her lesbian or yeah. bisexual because she doesn't. She hasn't really confirmed. Right. Um, it, it's just hard to go back and not back in the closet, but it's like if you were to f- flip back to women or if you're a woman and flip back to men, people, although I feel like there's society accepts a, a bisexual le- woman more than a bisexual man. Like it's, it's not, well, they're fetishized almost too. Yeah. They're looked at a very sexual thing. Like what can this person do for me? Yeah. And that was my concern in corporate America being like, how do you explain if something were to happen to us? And then I would have been like, okay, well maybe I want to date women again. And so you don't, people's heads like pop off. Um, But at school it was more like um, trying to create an environment where everyone, I I want to hear from the Trump supporters. I mean, I want people to uh, express their opinion so we can all learn from it. Um, And so if someone looks at me as the, uh, Hispanic gay guy, then that's I feel, on them. Well, it is, but I feel like they're not going to bring certain things. Well, to there's discussion. one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is I'm going to be open in myself, and that might they might now because they're not used to being around people that are open themselves that might be gay. Maybe that'll change their opinion for the positive. Yeah, but I don't really. Oh, I do a big reveal at the semester. Be like, hey. I start handing out our L tags uh, bracelets. And they were like, we knew, we yeah. knew. We always, like, I knew it. But you were, I think you're referring to when you worked, um, you were in the closet at work when we dated for years. Yeah, a couple of years, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was never, 
I'm not gay. I was never trying to, I, when we started dating, I was never like, oh, I like girls. Yeah, but you had a whole life. I mean, I moved with you to Virginia. Yeah, but. I, and you were. Yes, and uh, I I told, I mean, all the friends that we hung out with were new. Uh, the bosses, but I used big, I was I was that person in corporate America. I was like, oh, tell me, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, oh, we didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Uh, and then finally it was like, okay, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Why do I care? No one. We went to IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Home Depot. Um, Crate and Barrel, Bed Bath and Beyond. And then Raven is now on 2017 to now. She's on a Raven spinoff called Raven's Home. And she got married in June of this year um, to a social media manager. Oh, she's just like us. She had a COVID wedding, huh? Mm-hmm. She's a COVID bride. You're a COVID bride. I'm a COVID bride. Yeah. All right. And in the picture she released, she has these long rainbow braids, which I think are really neat, like all the way down to her knee. Cute. Mm-hmm. All right, Raven. She's so Raven of her. She was Raven. Raging. Raging. I'm raving about her. She did date for three years Asbury Livingston, which was a, a model that competed on America's Next Night Model UK. Because she's got that charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. She got that model well she said before she came out as well actually no this would have been she would have been she was doing raven a promotional tour and she was dressing and she said and it was actually a very lesbian attire she said she had a a vest on and abercrombie and jean ripped pants button down shirt she said it was a very lesbian outfit and one of the handlers said, not at Disney, because Disney was always, um, they created, they, she said Disney did have a good environment for the gays. But one of the handlers um, were like, she's dressed too lesbian, she needs a change. So for the next promo tour, she wore a corset and a tutu to like overdo it. Like, if you want feminine, I'm going to be over the top feminine. <laughs> because she that. felt resentful that they were saying, don't dress like a lesbian, like that's a bad thing. Uh, so she's doing Raven again. She's on a... Iteration of Raven, yeah. On Disney. Mm -hmm. As a 35-year-old woman. It's Raven's Home. I don't know what that show is about. Maybe it's a reality TV show. Tell me something. Tell me she's not being that so Raven, Raven. Well, it's probably her as an adult. You know, everything is going to come back. I know, but does anyone want to see that? It's doing well. It's been on. Full House for a bit. Like you said, she's been working, even if she sells 2,000 albums a cop. She's a divorced mother of two. Oh, okay. So she's an adult. But is she playing Raven? She's playing herself, yeah. Like, not not Raven Simone, but is she playing... No, from the original Raven she is playing, show. She's the playing, psychic kid. Okay, she's still playing that girl? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to turn into Whoopi Goldberg's character of uh, from Ghost. What she says... Girl, you in trouble. <laughs> you in trouble. No, that's not... That's... um. Yeah, it's her. Oh, okay. It's I like, thought that was Sister Act where she said that. No, girl, it's Ghost. You in trouble. Um... So what happened to her on the View? I mean, did you keep up with that? Because I, I, she was on didn't. like one season. Yeah, but what? I mean, from I what think I remember, they renewed her contract. They played a lot of clips, and she didn't sound very smart. Yeah, at the time, people were like, Ugh. "So now that's Megan McCain fills that role." Well, it was it was her, and then <laughs> they, were, not they were going all to the nineties, eighties, nineties sitcoms because then they had uh, DJ Tanner on there for a bit, and she didn't sound that. Mm. I think she was very passive and sounded. But you bring old Megan McCain. Arizona's princess. Who, you know, she thought she was a, 
Was well, she just a kid? She named Liberty. She named a kid Liberty? No. Oh, we have to talk about. I don't know if we have to talk about her, but she had the gaze on for her, like for Pride. She did a Pride segment. Uh, like it was an after. It was after Mike's show, um, and uh, she had two queens from RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. I didn't realize afterwards there was a fallout. We were listening to Spence and I were listening to uh, Bob and uh, sibling rivalry. Bob the drag queen and uh, Monet exchanges uh, podcast, and uh, they were talking about the fallout. Bianca Del Rio was on there. They were talking about the fallout with Megan McCain. Apparently, uh, Monet said something, uh, and Megan McCain took it the wrong way, and she blocked him on all. It's like unfollowed him and blocked him on all the social media channels oh uh, i vaguely remember that and i was like oh i didn't realize that because I, I was like i was somewhat like i i've never been a fan of megan mccain and then i saw that and was like okay girl i'll i'll listen well and, she's spoiled yeah well, she's, she's a, spoiled she's, it sinks of herself the princess the princess all right well any any other raven stuff that's all raven that's so raven wow all right tony anything else no, Tony's not here today. Meow. <laughs> oh, wait, no, Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> meow. I couldn't improbable. That's uh, how much you've been listening when Tony talks. You're like, meow. <laughs> Animal noise. It's, <laughs> it's Wolf. All right, Wolf, he Tony. He would do other ones. He was like that toddler game where you pull the thing and the arrow goes around the see and say the speaky yeah, the sp- on a no, I, was, or a I was gonna say speakeasy but that's a bar i'm used to winking hello that'll be on the dvd <laughs> well you can catch kendall's dvd at uh kendall's dvd.com uh you can see him and ben on uh the Which old is different than kendall's bvd.com BV- we yeah. can buy my old onions. <laughs> you can see that at kendall's bvd.com um, you won't be able to find them on OnlyFans because Kendall doesn't know how to work his phone, so mm-hmm. um, you won't see all that. And you can't murder me and eat me on Grinder because I'm not on. He's anymore. not on. He's married. Um, I'm an elusive creature. <laughs> yes, only on DVD. He's uh, he's not digital. He's analog, folks. That's Kendall. All right. Well, Dot Matrix is my drag name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would uh, the <laughs> Dot. In eighth grade, I went I went to a school with a girl named Dot. Cute thing. But her name was Diarica. Okay. But let me tell you how it was spelled, and I, to this day, I don't understand it. Maybe you can help me figure this out. D-Y. This is how it was spelled. Can I try to spell it? Sure. You will never, ever guess. D-Y. Okay, not D-Y. Um, D-I? You'll never guess it. Okay. Because I don't guess. understand how this works. It might be Latin. D-O-T. Oh, I thought you were going to say T. The T silent T D D O T E R N A. Wait, no. D O T E R C A L N E T. Can you use it in a sentence? D O T E R C A L N E T. Diarica. Ding. I don't understand it. I don't understand that works. So that's why she went by Dot. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand it either. But hey. It's her name, not yours. Please message the podcast, Diarca, if you're in, uh, if you're listening. I want to know. I'm very intrigued. Okay. I love it. Why didn't you, it's why, iconic? Why didn't you ask uh, the origin? Because I thought it was rude. I, th- I thought when I was in eighth grade, I would just save her for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm gonna have a podcast. There's gonna be this thing called podcast, <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna figure this out. Well, if your name is Dot Diarca, 
Diarica. Diarica, but you go Went by, by dot. dot, but it's spelled daughter now cat. Well, if your name is a daughter now cat, if you if your name is dot, if you go by that's dot, that's the phonetic way. Yeah. If you go by dot and you spell your name Dotanarakek, um, you know, email us and let us know how your name is. Maybe and this is not judging. Yeah, no, I'm, very, I'm just intrigued. You're intrigued. Legendary. I'm still talking about it. Forty years. Legendary. Later. So much that your drag name is dot, dot matrix. Yes. I get it now. I was like, I don't understand the dot, but yes, there are women who go by dot dotty. Well, dot's short for Dorothy. Dorothy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dorothy. Let me just add. Was Wait, it Dorothy Spornak that's dead or Judy, Judy Garland? Garland? Okay. Judy Garland. Well, Tony Wolf, Wolf. <laughs> would be sad about Dorothy Spornak. He would be. I would be sad about Judy. Judy. She went too soon. 47. Judy, booty, booty. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our podcast this week and Kiki with Kendall and me. A special thank you to the guy who keeps our sound in check, Spencer. You can find Spencer at our spoopy podcast and our Rupee podcast. Our spoopy, if you like the scary and uh, frightening things. Our Rupee, if you like the drag queen things. Um, yeah, you can find them wherever you listen to a podcast. You can also listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think Amazon Music, they've got uh, stuff for us. We're on there too. Don't forget to subscribe to us so you can hear future episodes. You can visit our website at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and on Twitter at Talk Gay Stuff. Why do you want to follow our social media? Because we give daily this day in LGBTQ history. And so you don't want to miss that because we always have some fun nuggets of information. Uh, you can also, hey, guys, we've got over 20,000 listens you hear that? 20,000 wow. listens on our podcast. We need some more reviews. That's if 10 you... times as many as pe- people bought Raven's second album. That's true. That's true. And she got to open for NSYNC. Hello. NSYNC. We get pizza. When you do your reunion tour, call us up. We'll do some comedy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to listen to 20,000 times, you might as well listen, drop us a review. I mean, this is not a lecture. It's not a lecture. It's just a, just a kind request. Just give us a review, please. Diarca. Please. Diarca. Leave us a review. How cool will it be when we see a five-star review and some comments from Dot? She's going to be like, this is how you spell my name. Stop getting it wrong. Or she'll tell us what Josh told me one time. He's like, get my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you don't want to do it in public, if you just want to give us some feedback, you can do it at let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. We've got some folks who like to message us on social media, so that's cool. So we appreciate that as well. Um, we had one uh, nice listener tell us uh, that he spent Thanksgiving with us and Trixie and Katya. So um, uh, I feel like we're, uh, that's a dysfunctional family. That sounds like a typical Thanksgiving uh, a dinner with a dysfunctional family with uh, Trixie and Katya. Um, we'll open for them too. Yeah. We'll do anything. Yeah. You, just, you can see it on the DVD. We'll let you know our rate. <laughs> I found Diana, as you're talking, I found Diana Erica. On Facebook? We should uh, next episode. We should Facetime her and like call her in. Speaking of calling in, we're gonna have special guests over the next two weeks. Uh, so join us for that because you don't want to miss our special guest host that will be joining us and kicking with us and talking about topics that you don't want to miss. All right. So with that, we're here. We're queer. Let's get used to it. Do it. <laughs>